welcome back. We've reached episode 19 of season 1. Here we go. First season complete. Wow. Wow, wow. It's the Too Close for Podcast show, where we talk about Too Close for Comfort. And now we are talking about the last episode of season 1. Unbelievable that we've gotten this far already. This one aired out May 12th, 1981 originally. This one's called The Return of Rafkin. Oh, that's a good title. Really encompasses the whole episode. Had this been their final episode, if this had only gone one season, not a bad way to wrap up. But we get further and more in-depth adventures over the next five seasons. Stay tuned. But for now, we're talking about the classic, The Return of Rafkin. So we begin this week in the girl's apartment. Jackie is playing guitar. That's unusual. Right? And we don't get to hear it because... Because Sarah is vacuuming. Just then the doorbell rings and Mildred Rafkin shows up. And she stops Sarah from vacuuming and she's uh, pretty, pretty wound up. And asks her, when's the last time she vacuumed? And Sarah says, this is the first time. So Rafkin, Mrs. Rafkin says she's looking for her lost brooch that she loaned to her brother back in the day for a, for a wedding or something. It's funny how all the uh, clues are put there right from the beginning. Vacuuming, dirty floor. <laughs> it all makes sense at the end. Why didn't Rafkin like the vacuum? Not sure. She, she seemed like she really didn't like that vacuum. I felt like maybe she thought somehow the brooch had gotten uh, sucked up into the vacuum. When was the last time you vacuumed? This is the first this time. This is the first time. What a dirty floor that must be. Because they've lived there a good, like a good year at this point, right? Yeah. We've experienced it over 19 episodes. and The furniture being moved in and back out. and they, Nobody vacuumed. Wow. And Henry got laid off, and there was a few weeks, maybe a month. That whole episode encompassed at least a month, mm. I would think. So, the girls say they haven't seen the brooch, but Sarah suggests that they have a seance. Sure, why not? Rafkin agrees to this. Later, Henry is helping set up the seance. He's moving the couch out of the way. He's uh, helping set up folding chairs and, and whatnot, and he tells Sarah that he believes in UFOs, but he doesn't believe in ghosts. And as soon as he says this, Monroe arrives, of course, because, you know, every time you say something like a weirdo, there's Monroe. He's an alien at this point. What a weirdo. Perfect timing. Hugh Monroe, who is wearing a trench coat, a fake mustache, sunglasses, and, 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 and some sort of hat that goes along with the trench coat. And he's holding a cigarette or maybe vaping, kind of like one of those. Monroe's a time traveler. He was an early vapor. A vapor. Is that, a, is that like a, is that, I think that could be a word. I was vaping before people were vaping. I'm a vapor. The medium shows up, whose name I never did catch, even though they said it like 86 times. Medium shows up, and Henry calls her fake. 
and he leaves because he has no time for this, these shenanigans. Miss Obler. Miss Obler. Obler. And then we also had these two characters, which we haven't talked about yet. No. They, they haven't been introduced oh, yeah. yet, so no. So there we go. I figured Mrs. it's now Obler. or never to figure that name out. Mrs. Well, that was Obler. good. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to do it three months from now, trying to figure it out. Exactly. Miss Obler, the medium. And then they start the seance. Mrs. Rafkin puts her hands on Monroe's knee. Which makes Monroe like no, no, nobody's ever touched my knee before. And then during the séance, a voice, like an ethereal voice, sort of, tells him that uh, Henry has been spending time with a woman who knows where the brooch is. So Muriel runs upstairs to confront Henry. Henry's watching TV. How, how does he say it? Oh, much booze and buddies. Bulls and buddies. Booze and buddies. Because the earlier the medium had said she had insulted with somebody and told them to make booze and buddies. So now Henry's <laughs> into it. He's she, watching booze and buddies. She launched uh, Tom Hanks's career. Exactly. What about that other guy? He had a pretty good career too. Yeah, New Heart. Yeah. So Muriel asks if he'd like a drink. She comes up and find, finds him watching TV. Booze and buddies. So she says, would you like a drink? And he says yes. So she gets a, a glass of something and then dumps it on his head. That is the end of Act 1. So the next day... Henry comes down to the girl's apartment looking for Muriel. So he tells Sarah it's 5 o'clock and Muriel isn't home. So Sarah tells him that she's probably at the market. Henry says he found a note saying she was at the market, but he really thinks she's having an affair with somebody, but he doesn't tell the girl that. He doesn't tell Sarah that. So Jackie comes in and says that, uh, she saw her mom when she got home from work. She said she was going to the market. And then Muriel shows up with a bag of food, which just proves that she was probably at the market the whole time. Henry follows Muriel upstairs and asks if she always dresses up like that, like uh, dresses up and looks all nice to go, go to the grocery store or the market, as they say quite often. Muriel tells him that she got a job interview, which she got. She stopped at the store on her way home. Henry accuses her of going to a motel and having an affair. She mockingly says that, that she's been sleeping with a whole food dealer who gave her an extra a bag of food as a bonus. Henry apologizes, and Muriel asks him to put away the groceries because she's got a photo shoot later that night. Henry says he'll drive her to the photo shoot, but she says she's getting a ride from Monroe because he has that cartoonist guild meeting that night, so he, she, she knew he was going to be using the car. 
So then Monroe arrives wearing a really nice suit because he's got a date with Mildred Rapkin. But Henry doesn't know that. So he asks why Monroe's dressed up so nice. Monroe says that he has a date with uh, a woman with the initials MR, which just sets off Henry, and he just starts choking him. So then, then his wife co comes in and stops him, and Henry accuses him of having an affair, but they explain that MR means M Mildred Rafkin and not Muriel Rush. That's Act 2. So Henry and Muriel stop by the girl's apartment before they go to their respective... Uh, she's got the photo shoot and he's got his cartoonist guild meeting. And they come to tell the girls that they've made up. They're not fighting anymore. When they hear somebody out on the balcony and they find a guy looking for his keys. He explains his name is Clifford He's just looking for his keys, and, and then, then he sells out the whole seance gimmick. He's like, well, I made all that up. That's just some stuff I just said because it was easy to say, and I thought people buy that kind of stuff. Everybody's a rube, really, if you think about it. Oh, so Henry kind of wants to beat him up, but he, he just uh, chases him off. The guy, the guy leaves out the back window. And the doorbell rings, and it's a tall Swedish woman named Ingrid. She's looking for Rafkin. She used to clean Rafkin's apartment, apparently. See how it's all coming full circle? She also used to clean up Henry's place when Muriel was out of town at her mother's, who we still have not learned the name of. Yep, or, or met. So when Muriel was in Chicago at her mother's house, Sir Ingrid tells them that Rapkin came to her in a dream and told her to return the brooch that she had stolen. She had stole this brooch because it was so beautiful. So she came back to return the brooch and then she leaves. And then lickety split, Mrs. Rapkin arrives. And she has the same story. Her brother came to her in a dream and said, go, go get the brooch. And she's all casual about it. Super casual. Not surprised in the slightest. And that's the end of the story. She gets the brooch back. The fake seance was more real than anybody could imagine. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that was the end of season one. Uh, I know earlier you were asking, this is unrelated, but still too close for comfort, they moved to Marin County, the community of Mill Valley, in season six. We were wondering that before the episode started. Yeah, that makes sense. We had our guest star, Mildred Rafkin. And then, of course, we had Miss or Mrs. Obler, the medium. It still doesn't sound right to me. The helper, Clifford. And Ingrid, who noticed how dirty the girl's apartment was. So the clues were there right in the beginning as if we knew about this made person before. Cosmic Cow making plenty of appearances tonight, although uh, I don't think I actually mentioned a name. We saw Sarah in the Cosmic Cow sweater. Yeah. Uh, we saw 
Cosmic Callan drawing board. And there, of course, was the mention of the Cartoonist Guild meeting. Sweaters abound in this episode, but Henry's not wearing any college sweater in this episode. He's wearing the other sweaters, but we don't count those. How much minutia do you really want us to do here? Monroe is uh, not wearing stripes today. He was in disguise not today. because he was hiding from the spirits. That's why he was wearing that outfit. Uh, I counted three instances of Henry pointing, including one where he points at Clifford. He points right and he points left right after him. <laughs> uh, two stammers. No, you mentioned that. Two Henry stammers. The grocery bag prop makes its triumphant return this week. Brand new brown paper bag, it looked like. Muriel's photography briefly mentioned as her job assignment shoots tonight. The transvestite storyline is back in full effect because... Speaking of Rafkin, the intro, same as uh, last week, same as 118. More subversiveness, the stuff I love the most about this program. Consultant to the television networks, the medium was. She has suggested that they pick up Booze and Buddies, right? That's right. We had two references to Booze and Buddies in this episode, which to me means more jabs at the network... Oh, why can't you be more like Booze and Buddies? That's the show that everybody watches. Meanwhile, you're about to get canceled, Too Close for Comfort. But no! Revived for another season. We all watched Booze and Buddies, right? We had to. It was mandatory. (laughs) We got the one-note music cue this episode. The old-young relationship was all over the place in this one. We got the flirting between Monroe and Miss Rafkin, which leads to a date... And then there's the whole Monroe-Muriel confusion with the MR initials. Bizarreness, this episode. Another Titanic reference. Wow, wow. A fake seance that turns out to be real. And pre-Homer choking Bart moment when Henry chokes Monroe. Nice. You don't see that on sitcoms anymore, somebody getting choked out usually. I give this on a scale of 1 to 5 of 4. What did we learn this week? Even fake psychics are effective. It was all true. It's all true. It's all true. The fake psychic, everything the fake psychic voice said was real. I'm going to say that was a good end to season one. Almost every element was introduced in the first season of these tropes that go on forever. But there are a handful of them that haven't been introduced yet, like Interlopers, Monroe's Motorcycle... Balabans, Andrew, or Plastic Surgery. We'll be back next week with the recap of Season 1 episode before we dive into Season 2 where we go back over all the classic moments of Season 1 and then we'll be back after that with the beginning of Season 2. Guess who's coming to burp? See you next time. You can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anytime, anywhere. Create custom playlists. Rate and review my show on Stitcher. And over 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store.